The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this Hey, welcome to the Final Sports Talk. We are live on a Monday. It's supposed to be a Monday, Monday, or what I call it, Monday, Friday, Monday, or Monday, Friday. Alex Clancy's in the studio, 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in. We got a fast show as usual. If you listen to the show, you know it goes by fast, especially when we get into a topic such as a Michael Sam situation, he being drafted to in the seventh round to the St. Louis Rams. Uh, we got to talk sports. We got to talk to Indiana Pacers. Pulling it off and uh, on the way against the Washington Wizards. And we'll get some, some Thunders Clippers as we got into the show. Someone say, go Clippers. Ryan Treasure. We are live, Alex. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. That's all you yeah, that's what's your going second, on? That's your second time. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing anything this weekend, man. I'm, uh, no, I, I worked all weekend. It's been a, it was a long weekend. I got to watch some, some of the draft and some of the games. Um, I watched them both yesterday. Some of the draft. What yeah. was the best part of the draft? Uh, when it was over. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, you know what I did? I just look at the ticker on my phone. Yeah. I mean, the first round, the first and second round were fun. It's not even more for name recognition. It's unless you have, unless you're the saber met, sabermetric analytics uh, department of an NFL team, you don't know. I mean, half of these guys that get drafted in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round unless you do intensive research. These guys of um, NFL draft, when you go into that war room, it's exhausting. Like this is a day that I'm glad it's over. If you if you're NFL, or if you work for the NFL and you're drafting these guys, this is one of those days that you're glad is over, because all that work you put in from the time the football season, well, you got the, you got regular season, you got area scouts, you got pro scouts, you got regional scouts, um, all that work they put in up until now, now they have to start it all over again, and now they do still have to watch the guys that they bought in because those guys could be. And you can actually lose your job. Like, who bought this guy in? Yeah, I mean, and I think in the fourth round when they drafted Logan Thomas out of Virginia Tech, the Cardinals is who I'm speaking of. Um, they're trying to find, everybody's trying to find the Russell Wilson. They're trying to find well, somebody that they don't have to pay a lot of money because it's, it's a later pick and somebody that can have the upside that Russell Wilson did. Nobody knew that this was going to be the upside that Russell Wilson could have. Logan Thomas is the same kind of player. Um, Virginia Tech hasn't really been relevant. Well, isn't he about six five? Six yeah, well, he's he's bigger, but he's still he's still mobile and stronger it, arm. Way what stronger if arm. what if this is the Russell Wilson? Possibly, but you draft him in the fourth round, and you don't have to play him for two years, right? And, and you draft him to what this guy does. He, I, th- I believe, he ran a four five eight. He's six four six five two fifty eight something like that out of Virginia Tech. Runs a four five eight, and you don't have to play him. You don't have to play him for two years. You have three quarterbacks on staff right now. Someone's going to lose their job mm-hmm. because you're not going to cut this fourth round if he just don't have – you're not drafting in the fourth round. He doesn't have any qualities that you're looking for or that you can mentor or or make this guy a project. 
If he doesn't have those qualities, there was no way you would draft him in the fourth round. You probably could have got him in the fifth, sixth, or seventh. Well, round. I mean, if you didn't have your eye on this kid, you would have drafted Derek Carr. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't have traded down and, and got the uh, got the safety in the first round. Bruce Arison said he wasn't drafting a quarterback. He said that for a long time up until they drafted a quarterback. Yeah. So, but they got their needs met before that, right? And then, yeah, and then taking a taking a, a big guy that Russell Wilson's got a really strong arm. I mean, he's got well, they got a tight end also out of Notre Dame. I thought, yeah, that, that was that but was, he's a blocking tight end. I mean, they need to have they need to help their run game as much as possible to open up the pass game. The best tight end, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the best tight end in draft I thought was he came out of Washington. He came out of the University of Washington. He was the best tight end. The one that went in the first round out of North Carolina, he's more of an H back. He's not a blocking uh-huh. tight end. He's going to get. He went to Detroit Lions. He's more of an H backer, and that's a great fit for Detroit Lions and what they do, how they spread the field, and they have Reggie Bush over there, along with the, probably the best receiver in the game over there. You can spread the field now, and now you be, it, it is very detrimental for defenses to up their game. And they have coaches, Golden Tate now also, and they have Golden Tate, who I have a uh, Golden Tate catching about. 58 balls. Yeah, I was going to say balls. 60 balls. Yeah. I mean, that's... 58 balls. And it, and it, he's going to have the easiest job in the NFL. Yeah, he, well, or the best job in the NFL because he's the opposite of a megatron. That's what I'm saying. Just the easiest. Yeah. I mean, he's going he's gonna to get single coverage all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's not a... And Golden Tate is pretty good. Yeah. You, you he's wonder, fast. You, you look at those guys and say, why you couldn't stay in... Uh, well, he got his Super Bowl ring. Why you couldn't stay in Seattle? But financially, sometimes you got to move on. Well, yeah, it's tough, especially because he's only been in the league a couple years. He's like, well, I got one now. I can get one somewhere else. He can and get he, one. you don't realize how hard it is to get a ring at that age. And Matthew Stafford act right. He can get one in Detroit. Look at the defense in Detroit. Look at the offense in Detroit. Look at the quarterback in Detroit. Yeah. Matthew Stafford just as good as he. I'm a, I'm a fan. He's got the pieces. As as he, he has everything he needs. Then he got to stop throwing those sidearm them curveballs, uh, sidearm, although he can do it. But get the ball to your weapons. You have weapons now. There are no more excuses for Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford not to be successful and take this team further than they've been going. Totally. Ahead. I mean, it's unfair for them. It's unfair for him because he has to throw the ball 50 times regardless of their offense, regardless of how many times you give it to Reggie Bush or Joyk Bell or whoever. Yeah. Mikel Lashore, he throws the ball 45 times a game. If they cut it down to 30, yeah, throw all it. those mistakes will go away. Or many of them, it'll help him. Well, you know what? He should At this point in his career, those mistakes should have been gone away. You look at what Denver does. They throw the ball. Denver just throw the ball short. He throws a lot of timing routes, a lot of crossing routes. Mm-hmm. When he throw a deep, it's some play. It's a high-percentage deep ball that Peyton Manning throws. So when you look at Matthew Stafford and what he has over there, it is time for him to be more successful than he has been. It's time for him to be that. And we know him as a, a face of the franchise over there, even though you have a Megatron uh-huh. uh, on that team. But the Detroit Lions have done a whole lot to put in pieces in place for this guy to be successful. That's going to be a tough division this year. It is. So you, look at, you look at what Green Bay Chicago's uh-huh. done, that's going to be very tough. Uh-huh. Now, you talk about that black and blue division, and we stated a lot of times that the AFC West, I mean, NFC West, is probably the toughest conference in football. Even though you got the Seattle, who's won the Super Bowl, San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals, who didn't make the playoffs at a 10-6 record. You, and you also look at the, what the St. Louis Rams have done. You look at what the St. Louis Rams did at the end of, well, from the middle to the end of the last year, that was a good football team. Yeah. I mean, their defense, their front four is going to be scary. That was a good football team without Sam Bradford. That's true. Kellen Clemens, I mean, didn't have to do much. Uh, Zach Stacy was a blessing in disguise. I mean, he, nobody thought that he was going to be as good as he was his rookie year. So the Arizona Cardinals draft uh, Logan. Um, I don't know if the um, – I, I, I hear the comparison you make with uh, Russell Wilson 
Uh, but this is a six four, six five guy. I'm just saying, where they draft him and the upside. Yeah. Well, well. And now he's just got to show. I mean, it's he wasn't projected as a first rounder. No, no, no. yeah. No one. And, and Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell Wilson was projected. Probably where he went. Yeah, to the I mean, fifth. and that could have been right. Could have been a reach at, at, in the third round for him because he's undersized and he played in two colleges. I mean, Wisconsin didn't do great his his, uh, his last year in college. Look at the um, quarterback coach over there. You look at Bruce Arians and what he's done with quarterbacks. I think this is a great project for this guy. The accuracy, accuracy is where you put your feet. Most time, these guys can throw. And I talk about the strength of his arm. He has a strong arm. He he can make all the throws accurately. He's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So I think Bruce Aarons will work on him for a good two years. And when you get rid of or Carson Palmer decides that he's no longer serviceable uh, at a high level, you got a young guy in Logan. He was going to learn the system and everything. And having Larry Fitzgerald's a great thing to have. Yeah, but Larry Fitzgerald at that point would be two years older. He'd be two years older. But he can play. I mean, he's he's got Jerry Rice ability to play late, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I think he's going to play many, many years because he, he hasn't really yeah. had that many injuries. Um he had a lot he, of ham, hamstrings, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that's going to stop him from being successful and still playing. They a just high have level. to keep him, yeah. Because the Patriots—he's getting to the age now where the Patriots will snag him. <laughs> you know, like they get him a little older and they get him when they're already seasoned. I, I think that they need to pay him because they're going to have to worry about. They need to pay Larry Fitzgerald. Well, no, his contract will be up soon. He—he's going to have to renegotiate things. He, so has, have, he has been paid. That guy. Is, I understand, but to keep him, I think in the next two years they're going to have to make a decision. You, you are, because financially, if you want to keep that team intact, you, you look at Larry Fitzgerald and you talk about the things he's done in the National Football League, being one of the best receivers from the time he stepped in. You, you, you look at the character of this guy. He's one of those guys that will say, well, let's restructure my deal. Yep. He's one of those guys. Yep. Um, and there's not a lot of guys to do that because how we know the NFL to be, how we know the owners to be, you can get cut at any time. Sure. I mean, and they have to pay Patrick. Patrick Peterson will be the next DB to get big money. So he's, as of now, Richard Sherman's the highest paid defensive player. Yeah. I don't is think he's going to get more than, no, I don't think you so. Don't think He'll probably get 25 mil guaranteed. Patrick Peterson, Patrick Peterson does more. I agree, but he doesn't, have the, he doesn't have the ring. He doesn't have. He didn't have that year last year, and the biggest in, in the biggest spotlight I'm with the uh, with the Michael Crabtree deflection, all yeah. those things in the end. I mean, but but Patrick Peterson don't do a lot of talking. Richard Sherman did a lot of talking and backed it up. Yeah. Patrick Peterson just goes out there and do his job. Uh-huh. So if if you're saying that that ring comes with it, I think Patrick Peterson, you pay him because he's the reason why you would get a ring on that defense. And then you got Tyrone Mathers. A- they just they just drafted a safety out of uh, Washington. Uh, Washington State. Washington State. And you look what the defense done. The defense was, I mean, the offense stepped up this year. And what Patrick Peterson does for that team offensively and spurts. Returning punts. At one point, he was the best. He went to the Pro Bowl for. Mm-hmm. He had four, four his rookie year, yeah, I think. Uh, set a record or a title record. And then you look what he does defensively. They put this guy, this is the different mindset. They put him on the best receiver every weekend even though they have guys over there. I thought they should have drafted another corner. We talked about Oklahoma State. They had a guy over there that, that went went before the Cardinals had a pick. But talking about the next defensive back to get paid, I think Patrick Peterson is one He's of those got guys. It, yeah, I mean, and then I think it would be just as high as Richard Sherman. You think so? I think so. And, uh, what I, I, I meant see by, why not. What I meant by the ring was that it's easier. It's it's not like okay, we have a ring, so I'm going to pay you this. It just it's, it's in your subconscious that, okay, he just won us the Super Bowl on the defense, so he should get a little bit more money. That's Absolutely, what I'm but he he's been backing up from he's been underpaid from the time he came in. 
I think he's been backing up uh, everything he's been doing. Uh, I just remember his first game against Carolina got lit up by Steve Smith and Cam Newton. Sherman. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peterson. I just remember. Oh, oh man. Peterson. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, man, bust. Well, and then, no, heck no. <laughs> Welcome to the league. Yeah, right. But you know what? You know what well, that uh, was Cam Newton's first game, too. Exactly. You know what took place? Well, he's a quarterback. He got weapons to throw to. You can target uh, Patrick Peterson. You could target him. Cam <laughs> Newton had about two or three guys he could throw to, and the running back committee they had. You look at uh, Patrick Peterson. What took place in his career up from the point he, time he game, came in to now? His confidence went up because what he was doing was returning punts. He was having great success at, at punt returning. So you take that confidence over to your your skill set as, as a defensive back, and your confidence just go to another level. Yeah. And, and then guys start to respect you, and then it's not, well, I'm going to take a shot at this guy, see if he can really play corner. I know he's a great punt returner. Let me see if he can defend. So I think once you got your confidence, it's, it means a whole lot. And it's, if you lose it, it takes too long to get back. And by that time, you'd have missed three to four games mentally uh, as, a, as a defensive player or offensive player. You go Roy Hibbert on everybody. You Roy Hibbert, yeah. But that fishing trip, maybe that fishing trip <laughs> helped because you look at what Roy bass. does. And you know, we, I don't. And we, we get into some, um, we'll definitely get into some uh, Indiana Pacers, Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards is done. We'll talk about that. Uh, what? I said five games or six games. It may be five games. Yeah. It may be five games. 95-92, they go into Washington and win in a game. We want to finish up on some NFL. We'll come back. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the draft. We'll, we'll get in and out of the Michael Sam situation, and it's not a, that much of a big deal. Quamalas Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Welcome back to the Quarm Life Sports Talk. Alice Lance is in the studio. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to be a part of the show. Show goes by quick. We take a break every 12 minutes, something like that. Um, unless we're getting good. We've got a great topic or a good topic. And then we're going back and forth. We won't take that break. We're talking NFL. Um, what the Cardinals done. Little, little of, uh, Matthew Stafford has no reason to be... <laughs> Great again, or great with the weapons they have around him. Uh, draft picks. What was the best part? What was the best part of the draft? Now, I know you said it was over, but as far as picks are concerned, um, I said this Friday, uh, Cleveland stole the show. I thought Cleveland had a good draft. I mean, that that double dip in the first round. If Johnny Manziel pans out, and and getting um, Justin Justin uh, Gilbert, like that is that's crazy. And unfortunately for them, Josh Gordon might not be playing all year. So that kind of... I don't feel it, sorry for him. No, I don't either. But that doesn't... That might have changed their draft a little bit, in my opinion. Well... Like, if they knew that before... Because that came out right said, after the first round. And they say they did. That's why they didn't take uh, Sammy Watkins. They said, well, we knew uh, Josh Gordon had a situation coming up. and that they Why wouldn't knew, you take him? Maybe they had a plan. Maybe they got... I don't know. Well, they got picks later. I mean, I understand that. But you have Sammy Watkins and Josh Gordon on the same team, and you have the all, all the defensive guys that you had come in. You well, have Joe Hayden. You have a lockdown corner already. You think you can pay Sammy Watkins? And, um, well, it's a rookie salary. Yeah. Camp, so you can, you can pay these guys now. But if both of them pan out to be what they're supposed to be, Sammy Watkins and, and uh, Josh Johnny, Gordon. Johnny, no. Oh, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. You think you can pay and keep these guys? I, you can't think about that right now. Oh, yes, you can. You can't. It's okay. Knew, we're not. We're not going to take really they, good players because they, we might have to pay them down the road. Absolutely, that's ridiculous. Absolutely. It is. It is ridiculous. But that's what it is. Well, the salary cap will go up. What thirty mil by the time that they they need yeah, to re up? Spray it out. I think uh, Cleveland did. Their, their draft grade is a B plus, and I don't know why it's a B plus because I thought it would be higher than that for what they did in the first round. I thought they got a lot of their needs. I thought they were able to wait to get Johnny because they could have got Johnny Manziel the first pick. Their first pick, I thought they waited to get him in. Uh, what did he get? Twenty second pick. Twenty second, yeah, yeah. So they got what they want. They got what they, I thought they got what they want out there. They they service up a lot of their needs. Um, that defense and they is knew, scary but, now. But they, yeah, but they knew they knew that Josh Gordon was had a second offense. He may be spending for the whole year, yeah, entire year. You don't pass up a Sammy Walker if you don't have a plan. I, I don't believe so. You don't pass up a guy like that if you don't have a plan in Cleveland. As far as the receiver core goes, so maybe they'll do some free agent stuff. Maybe they address this in free agency. We shall see. But you no, know, there's not many free agent wide receivers right now that are not that are worth no, anything. No. So what? Their number one receiver is going to be Gray Little. Could be. And Jordan Jordan Cameron. That's going to be their receiving core. That's not that's not very good for a who's, quarterback. That's not good for Cleveland, who needs to be on the map. I thought Cleveland. Well, Cleveland defense played well last year. That defense, and then they added Carlos Dansby, Dante Whitner, and mm-hmm. Justin Gilbert. like that. That's a, that might be the best defense in that in that division. And yeah. who would have thought that uh, three years ago that they would have the best defense in the division? I mean, Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati lo- thought, is looking good too. I thought Cincinnati would have played better defense, um, which they did. I, I put more ownership on that offense during the playoffs. That, yeah, that offense just fell off. awful in the playoffs. Yeah, they fell off in the playoffs, and that was that was too bad, too bad for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they, I thought that was a bright spot as far as the draft goes. Um, I was in where was I? I was in. Man, I was out of town. See, now, now they started running together, so I don't know where I was. Northern California. I was in Northern California. I was in the Bay Area. Um, so I was watching it on my ticket, and then when I got back, I was trying to do the highlight, watch the highlights, seeing who's getting drafted. Uh, then Saturday, yesterday, not Saturday, but 
It was Saturday when Michael Sam got drafted. And everyone made a big deal about it. I think it was more so that the coverage he got. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, this guy was the co-MVP of the Co-defensive SEC. Player the of the Player of the Year. In the SEC. Mm-hmm. The draft, him, get him, get, he getting drafted in the seventh round, yeah, it is a big deal because he's the co-MVP of the SEC. I think that might have warranted and so much ownership we put on how the SEC is. This is the semi-pro of collegiate football. And then for a guy to be, to do what he did, become an MVP and getting drafted in the seventh round, I wonder was it because of the his lifestyle or because people just think he can't play. Now, most most prognosticators say he was going to be a third round at, be, at best. And I can see that with all those guys coming out. And it was the team's need. You got everything coming, everyone coming out um, draft-wise and with the teams and with the team's need. Yeah, I can see him slipping or being a third-round draft pick. But when the seventh round, he got just as much coverage as Johnny Manziel did. Yeah, I mean, and there are a couple of things that are going against him in this. Number one, the defense in the SEC this year was awful. It was not an SEC year of defense. Even mm-hmm. Alabama was giving up a lot of points. I, I Texas A&M, look at this. Missouri and Auburn, That the, and the uh, SEC championship game had like 95 points combined. That is not SEC defense. LSU giving up a lot of points. Alabama gave up 40 points to Texas A&M the first game of the year. When have the Alabama played good defense in the past three years? Alabama. Uh, when they won the national championship, they, they didn't play with Mark- defense. They, Johnny Manziel scorched them up last year. Last year, but two years ago, when they won the national championship, uh, with uh, what's his name, with um, AJ McCarron? Uh, no, no, no. The the running back. Oh, um, uh, he he went Trent Richardson. Yeah. Okay. So when they gave up what nine points or three points to LSU, they did the same thing the year before. Like it's not. They, they always play good defense. You know you're talking about LSU and Alabama. You know you're talking about SEC. And yeah. Here's the, so yeah. those are the two Those are the two crux of the SEC traditionally. Okay, they always play good defense. It was just a down year is all I'm saying, number one. Number two. I don't put that on. I, I, if you maybe, could, maybe it was a down year, but I don't put that on what he was able to go out and do sure. week in and week out. Okay. Um, the other thing is if you were a GM and mm-hmm. you had you had one of your last picks – and you're like, well, we can draft Michael Sam, we can draft somebody else. I want to be known as the guy that drafts the first gay man that, that deserves to be drafted because you'd be it, drafting it, somebody else instead of him. Isn't that the same thing as me saying, um, well, I can't draft Sammy Watkins and, um, and uh, Johnny Manziel because I'm thinking down the road? Uh, in what way? I'm thinking down the road as far as uh, I'm going to have to pay these guys down the road. Can I do that if they turn out to be who we think they are? Or I got the seventh-round draft pick and I got a choice to draft it, Sam um, the defense in or anybody else. Isn't that the same thing? Kind of similar to the same thing? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, similar. I it, but I don't, I don't, I'm not taking, I'm not, Michael Sams, I'm not picking him or want, I don't want to be the guy to pick him because he's, he's out, he's gay. I want to pick him because he can play football. Sure. Because but somebody else that, can play football. So if it's like, if, if they're literally the same player that you're looking at. So I'm looking to make Do you want to go down in history as, or, does it does it not matter? And uh, it's just to a me, question. It wouldn't matter. It would matter. I understand, it, it but, would, but he, he can play football. It wouldn't matter to me. I understand. If it's the same exact player that you're looking at, I, I've just said this. Sorry. If it's the same exact player, you're going to go with the one that would put your team on the map more. I'm not taking away from his skill because you're looking at the same skill set See, that you would draft it with somebody else. By putting your team on the map more, don't you think a lot of distractions going to come with that? I don't. Not for this one. Manti Teo, yes, but the, he went to the perfect team. 
with all that stuff that went down with him. And he played well last There's year. There's distractions now with uh, uh, Michael Sams. You got idiots uh, and on other team, Texan, how does this affect you? He getting drafted for the Rams. You play on another team. How does that affect your team? What did, he, just, what did he just tweet out? Horrible? Horrible. Oh, my God. Don, Don okay, Jones. But why? Yeah, I didn't want to say his name, but why? Um, why? Everybody knows his name. Yeah, but I don't need to give him more pub than he need, deserves. Okay. But why he got to be an idiot about it? How does that affect his team? How does that bother you? Because Michael Sam is who he is. If he's, he's always been that way. How does that bother you and your Miami Dolphins team that I'm he sure got he, drafted to the St. Louis Rams? I'm sure a lot of people share the same sentiment, just don't say anything about it. Yeah, I and there's know. there's it's, homophobia everywhere. We talked everywhere. about that with Donald Sterling. Yeah, we talked about a lot of people feel that way. He just happened to get caught up out there. And this is another Dolphins player, so that's great. The Dolphins don't even have a team anymore because everybody's suspended. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just, uh, okay. I, so I don't so do you be think the, I don't? I, I'm not going. If I'm drafting Michael Sam's, I'm drafting Michael Sam because he. I, I got to believe he know a little bit of something about football and how to get to the – and I got a defense. I got Jeff Fisher over there, a defensive-minded guy. I'm drafting this guy. He's sitting there. Yes, I'm going to get him. I'm not sitting there. He's sitting there. He's gay. Let me get this attention because no football team wants outside distraction, and this is going to be a distraction throughout the year. But you got a good coaching staff over there, professional coaching staff over there, who's going to combat that, and I think they're going to get out in front of it right now so when football season starts, don't ask us any questions about – him outside of what he does for this football yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing was that they showed the video of him and his boyfriend kissing and stuff when he when he got yeah. drafted. Well, so that obviously went viral, well, and guy, everybody's up in arms about that. It's just like okay, but guys just, kiss their girlfriends on that same right. day. It's just like deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure that. And I was talking with my girl last night who works with who's a trauma therapist. She wor- I was talking to her, and I'm like, do you think it was staged? Like, do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think. I, I said it looked natural, and she's like, it was probably staged just so they can set. A precedent, a precedent for everything, but it which look, I guess which makes sense. But it looked natural. It's just not what you used to seeing. And I don't want this. This once once the season starts, it's, it's done. Now, like, what if, what if he becomes a Pro Bowler? He like, will be. St. Louis's defense is so good as is, and obviously, like the last seven SEC defensive players of the year went in the first round, and that's why this was all kind of questioned about how good he is. But if already with that defense, if he goes, if he plays really well and ends up being a pro bowler as a seventh rounder and being gay, like it's, it, it'd be the greatest story. I, I hope he succeeds. He will and he probably will bowler. succeed. I think he will become a pro bowler because he's going to hang around. Now, there's a lot of seventh rounders that don't get drafted. Uh, well, I'm sorry, they get drafted and get cut. Mm-hmm. That's more so like that's a free agent. Okay, we got to pick, let's take him. But the guy can play football. Now, what, what's going to bother me is he will probably play at a pro bowl level at some point, being in that defense with Jeff Fisher. But is the the ignorance or the nonsense going to keep him from getting those votes? Because we vote. The players vote. Is that going to keep him from getting there? Or is it going to be one of those things where the coaches get to bring one guy up? Yeah, well, I mean, you can say that or you can say, well, was he voted into the Pro Bowl because he's because of this? Nobody's like, I mean, going to do that. This talk, I'm not voting because he's gay. This, this talk will not continue. After this, like, after the first three or four months of the season, people are going to forget. Man, people man, talk about Manti Teo. I know it's not the exact same thing. People talk about Manti Teo for the draft, leading up to the draft. When football started, nobody talked about it. You, you talked about he went to the perfect team, and, well, and, and, and he went to a team that has no sort of drive at all. Now, you talk about was that when he get drafted, the cameras all on him? Was it staged or set up? Now, in a locker room, and it, there, there are no, no wives and no girlfriends in the locker room. With Michael Sam's partner being a male, mm-hmm. 
Do you think that's going to happen? Will that be allowed in the locker room? I don't know. It, it, well, I, well, it was just a, it's just yeah, a rhetorical question. It's not a rhetorical I, question. It's not, there's no way you, we well, can Well, tell me ahead answer. of time so I don't answer. Well, well you don't answer a lot of questions, actually. <laughs> um, they, um, there's, there's no way we can tell about that because guys, I don't, I don't know, some guys are just from different places and they just they want to block out a lot of stuff that they don't understand. They'd rather just deal with it. Until you probably sit down and talk with him, you probably, I bet you find out uh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy, but nobody's – Mm, I think some of the captain's leaders will do that, but you still got some Neanderthals here and there sprinkle in. Do you bl- are they right or wrong for what they feel? Because I don't know these guys. I don't know where they come from, how they think, what they do. You, it's not like this is the first one. It's the first openly gay guy to get drafted. It's not like they haven't played with uh, gay guys before. You just didn't know about it, so now it's the big deal. You just didn't know about it. Yeah. I and mean, then you make little comic jokes and you speculate, but you don't know. The, this guy, you think he coming out, going to a football team is going to be the hardest thing to do. I think the hardest thing for him to do was to come out and be openly gay and play football. And guys can't grasp that, that he's a man, play football, this physical sport, and that he's openly gay. Yeah. You didn't see it in that you didn't see any of that nonsense on a football field. He went on a football field and he played ball. Yeah. I mean, and, and quarterbacks fear him in the SEC. So, I mean, it, it, that's really what you take away from this, and hopefully this will not be an ongoing conversation. Like, hopefully we won't have to talk about this much anymore. But, but, because some, but you know, like I know, some reporters have an agenda where they just go in and try to trap other players to say something stupid. Sure, of and, course. And, and the mother player is going to say something stupid. Of course. Uh, and that's and that's interesting. I mean, when so we'll continue the stuff on social media. That's not that's not provoked. This is just raw human yeah. emotion that a lot of time is not thought out and in a a moment of passion or whatever. And you're and you say what you want to say. Hopefully, this will be the end when the season starts. Hopefully, he'll 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 make the make the final cut. Yeah, he'll be on I, the I team. He makes the he'll cut. get to play. And we'll see what happens. Because if, if he's not good on the field, he's not going to be able to play in the NFL. Doesn't matter if he likes animals; he will he won't be able to be on the field. And that's that's going to be the proof of the pudding right there is being able to keep up in the NFL or not. That's true. I, I hope I hope that he does make the team because I think he could play. This one must have a shot. He got a shot. He got drafted. That's, yeah. that's his shot. Yeah, I guess there you go. Now he got to come to camp and play ball. I just don't want him going there with the distraction or how he's going to perceive me. Just play ball. I don't think he will. Yeah, I, yeah, I think this is everybody else. Because the, it, it, true, I agree with that. Because the hardest part is already done for him. Yeah, he came out to the world. The hardest part is done. That is tough. That is tough for someone to do, and he did it in a sport that's dominated by men with high testosterone and his and family just not family. just not even once close you, to being if um, you come out to protective your family, or anything. Nobody else matters once you come out to your family. Yeah, but they don't have. He don't have. They don't have to. Your family is the one. People are gonna be they're gonna be who they are. They're gonna say what they wanna say. When you come out to your family and, and everything is good after that, and you got it off your chest, it's done. It's in a lot of situations. Hey, let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back with talk uh I, there's so much draft to talk about. Yeah. So much more in the draft we wanna talk about, and we may sneak some of it in because I thought uh you know, it's a lot, it's like a lot. I thought Teddy Bridgewater going to Minnesota in the first round, last pick. I thought that was huge for him. Yeah. Because anywhere else, his confidence, he might have had that ego or I'll show the rest of these teams. But being in the first round is a first round draft pick. Uh, he can all, no one can ever take that away from him. So I thought Teddy Bridgewater going in the first round, they made so much about his camp. Uh, if he would have came out last year, he would have been one of the top guys, top 15 guys. Uh, he stayed in school like 
That dummy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we'll come back. We talk some uh, Washington Wizards. We talk about some Indiana Pacers, how they look like the Indiana Pacers teams that we thought they were. Look like the team that told the Miami Heat, well, we coming for that NFC East title, or that NBA championship. And we get into some um, Clippers, Oklahoma City Thunder. Kwamla Sports Talk, Alex Classy. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. Got the studio. We're talking about uh, Michael Sam and his situation. How, you know, the guy can play football, in my opinion. You're not MVP, co-MVP in the SEC, who we'd say is the, one of the toughest conferences or the most NFL-ready conference uh, in the business in collegiate sports, football-wise. I think he could play. I also think it's going to be a distraction. I think it's going to be what it is what it is. I think he went to the right team as far as Jeff Fisher being there and he being a defensive guy. could come off that edge. They're gonna make. They're gonna put them in a. And I, I believe they run a four-three defense over there. But if they want to bring him out on third downs and put him on the edge and get him off that corner, he's gonna do what he does best, and that's sack the quarterback. That's putting pressure on quarterbacks. We yeah. And you know, there's a lot of good teams. Uh, you say yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good teams. There's a lot. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings did a good job in the draft. They needed a quarterback. Um, I think Green Bay Packers, and because you, we talked about this when we talked about the Cardinals, that the NFC North may be back in business as far as that one of the. I think all divisions are back in business. I think not, these, not the NFC this East. year not is going to be, East. but they're all going to stink. So it'll it'll be a good it'll be a good division to see who see who wins. See if Dallas last game of the year is going to play for the division for the what fourth year in a row. Dallas uh, Dallas will be seven and nine, six and ten. No way! Not with that offense. No, with Tony Romo. That offense is so good. They're like six. They're six in the NFL. It's a defense that failed them. Demarco Murray. Minute. You still hate me? on Demarco Murray? Me? Yeah. No. No. Well, was who was I talking to? Yeah, it wasn't I you. I talked to you every day about sports. It wasn't uh, Demarco Murray. I like running back. Yeah, I like him. What okay, never about? mind. Okay, never mind. 
No, with him, and then you have that high-powered offense, Jason Witten, the Angels Warrior, you have all these things. Tony Romo was always top four, top five in passing yards, top right. six in passing yards. So, so uh, it, as, a, as, with regards to winning close games, he had three comeback wins last year, at least two comeback wins last year. Tony Romo ain't about a bigger Johnny Manziel. Okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You talk about the defense let him down. When that, happened? That was the worst defense in the NFL. Uh huh. And they and they fired Rob Rex Ryan. Rob Ryan. Uh, he goes somewhere else and Saints. Have play Saints and have they have their defense get uplifted. They play great defensive football. What happened when that defense was balling and we say and Tony Romo had those weapons and he still fell off. This is the same conversation we had about Matthew Stafford. So what's going to make Tony Romo different? He has everything he needs. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he does. On this side of the football, he has everything he needs. And he took care of business for the majority of last year. And he's always highly ranked and statistically. But he threw two bad interceptions the last game of the, last game of the year. Pressure games. Uh-huh. He, just don't, he just don't come alive. Right. They lost to, the, they lost to the, the Denver Broncos in a basketball scoring game. A two-quarter basketball score, like 45-47. Because the defense was awful. Yeah, I give, but, but, I give, I've always given Tony Romo more credit than other people. I know you do because you like him. Yeah. But you got something. But you got to. I like a lot of guys. No, no, no. I know. And I understand. But I can see. Look, if you look at just the offensive side, I'm talking about regular season record. I'm not talking about pressure games. I don't the care about regular season. Regular season is good to get you in the playoffs. But after that, it don't even matter. I understand. I want to see Tony Romo in the playoffs. I, I want to see one more playoff game. I want to give him one more chance in a high prof- in a high profile game in the playoffs. I want to see what he can do. You I want him to get there. You like Tony Romo so much. You're not going to give him. You're going to give him more than one more chance. That's why you say. Carmelo goes to the Lakers. You done with the Lakers? Yeah. I know you're talking crazy. I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, but it was a little bit different then. Yeah, because they had didn't have clowns on their team. They didn't have Jerry Jones. <laughs> they didn't. They had, and then they had one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah, and Tom Landry. Yeah. So you grew up in a generation of completely different football than now. I took my I took you know, my school like pictures in a Tony Dorsett jersey. Yeah. So I mean, you have you had iconic guys you used to watch. Now with everything that's happened with the salary cap going up and. And uh, just social media, just everything that's happening, you can't touch anybody on the offensive team without getting s- fined or suspended. Like it's, it's the game is football. different now. Different football game. Um, it's I mean you're right, and it's more like it's almost like flag football, comparatively speaking. And a lot of a lot of uh, parents ask me about football. I'm on the plane last night. This lady talked to me about her two sons' football. I said, keep them in flag football as long as possible. Yeah. And yeah. then before they even get into, uh, even in flag football, these guys hit the ground and they bumping into each other. But even before they get into equipment football, go get a CAT scan so you can monitor their heads. I mean, even you were telling KJ to play baseball, right? He, he should have. Yeah, yeah. should have. But, you know, you got to teach these guys how to fall, how to get tackled. And a lot of them just, the, the NFL does a great job at marketing kids. They don't have to market college guys because these guys, are, the next step for them is the NFL. And most times they got the NFL has their hands tied like the NCAA basketball have, have their or. The NBA has their hands tied in NCAA basketball. Keep these guys to make NBA better. They can give. They can care less about collegiate or these guys graduating, but to make NBA better, keep these guys in school. So when they come, they ready yeah, to the play. product's better. Yeah, their yeah, product's I, better, which is smart. It is smart, but don't, don't on I, their don't, side. But don't act on their side, business wise. But don't yeah. act like you care about these kids staying in school. You got a lot of kids in baseball can go right into the draft. They don't have to stay in school. Mm-hmm. Got a guy from my high school, Mitchfield High School, who's a pitcher, went first round. He don't have to stay in school. But a lot of it is is safety related too. It's like their bodies aren't ready to be in the NBA or the NFL, especially the NFL. But with baseball, you can be skinny, lanky, you can be three hundred fifty pounds. Look at Cecil Fielder. He played for like fifteen years, made a whole bunch of money. 
You know, and he was he was a big boy. Look, Prince Fielder now, huge dude. So you don't have to be in shape to play baseball. Yes, you do. I mean, you don't. Have to be, yeah, yes, you, you don't. Do. You don't have to be in as much shape. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I um I love baseball. I think that's what I. Sh- I say that I say this. I think baseball's is a sport I should have played. I didn't have anybody say you you should go. You know, you, you go to the Tidewater Ties, or who's the farm lead for the New York Mets. Go do that. Nobody, you know, generation things. I grew up in a generation of a different generation of how football was played there. I grew up in different generations because football is the number one sport, and these guys got on helmets, and you can see the basketball guys all day, baseball guys all, baseball guys all day. But you want you can't wait to Sundays, and that has a lot to do with there's one game a week. Now, when we watch football, there's a game on Monday. It Thursday. used to it, Thursday, but it used to be one on Wednesday with the UFL Thursday. And if you like football, you're watching everything. <laughs> Um, Thursday, Saturday, at the um, second half of the season, Sunday, and it starts all back over. It starts back over. Football it, is always on TV. Then they got an NFL network. It's yeah, right. It, it, it's a genius move because you're you're still getting your big slate of games on Sunday, but you're getting little little treats throughout the week. Like Monday and Thursday, you get one game. Everybody watches it. It's two games then, on Monday, right? Oh, the, to start, there's yeah. always two. I think the Chargers always play the the late one. Speaking of Monday Night Football, the Arizona Cardinals and the San Diego Chargers here at, in here Glendale Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Hey, from Tucson, already got the tickets late, locked up. Two of his. Yeah, he, oh, he, he lied then. <laughs> um, which he Hank from Tucson. <laughs> all right, <laughs> man, let's get out. Let's get off football. We can spend all day on football yeah, because of football season. It's about to get everyone. It's always football, football season. It it is it is, as I'm trying to get off. You, you mention one more thing. Paul George thirty nine and twelve last night, so he's back. <sighs> Whatever. <don't know. laughs> yeah, what you mean back? You, you, this is yeah, back. So many people say this guy's not a superstar because he have off nights. Look like at his everybody. look at his whole Atlanta series LeBron, before Game Seven. LeBron is a megastar. He has off nights. Yeah, but his off nights, he's getting twelve assists. He's not every. Nah, he's not he scoring eleven, having three rebounds and three assists. He super, never does. To be a superstar, eleven points is ridiculous. I agree with you right there. Look where this team is. Look what the Indiana Pacers. Look where they are right now. They just they just beat a game on the road, ninety five to ninety two against the Washington Wizards. And we look at this team who was playing the Atlanta Hawks went down to the wire. Uh-huh. We wonder where the Indiana Pacers was. Where was that team that? Had the best record in the NBA uh, during the regular season at some point uh, for some while. We look, we look at this team that took the Miami Heat to a Game 7 last year for the NFC East. Now we look at this team and say, we wanted the number one seed. They got everything uh-huh. they wanted right now, and they go down to the wire. When you got a guy that loses confidence, and we talked about confidence in football with Patrick Peterson. When you got confidence in football or anything, when you got confidence – you feel you walk different. Your, your shoulders are back. You you feel you feel like whatever obstacles in your way, you either running through it or running or, or jumping over it. You uh-huh. gonna get by it. The Indiana Pacers' confidence, my, my, more so, Roy Hibbert, and we talked about the inner the inner squad fighting that's possibly maybe happening. The arguments as a team when you when you got a great team like that and this guy set the bar. I think they set the bar so high. That they felt like this is not what we said we were going to do, and that all the distractions came. Uh, then they had to take Roy Hibbert on a fishing trip, the biggest man in basketball, <laughs> one of the biggest guys in basketball, seven foot two, and he goes zero for zero, zero point zero rebound rebounds, and what twelve minutes? 
that should be impossible. These guys now looking like the Indiana Pacers team that we thought yeah. they would be. Yeah, and they're they can't they were down seventeen at halftime, so everybody was like, Oh boy. So they're still they're still where they are. Come back, uh, outscore outscore Washington by sixteen in the third. This will catapult them. They're gonna win. They're gonna win game five, and probably call, pretty you, handily. You called game five or six. Yeah. So and then they they're gonna go. To, I think Miami will still win. I picked Miami in, in six. I think. Um, the, and I said that New that Brooklyn. This was the game that they were supposed to win. The game they won on Saturday. The one where you have all the uh, all the you know you put everything into this game to win it, and then you kind of slack off in game four just because that's human nature. Um, I think Indiana's catapulting. This is it. So they're back to where they are officially now, coming back down 17. This is a huge, huge confidence booster. George 39 and 12, as I alluded to earlier. Um, and Roy Hubbard at 15 and 9. So they're back. It's as if nothing happened. It's just, and I mm. said this constantly the Atlanta series will be an afterthought, and it is already. It is already an afterthought that they went to seven games. I think what happened uh, when this team got, when they were in the situation they were in. I think what happened is huge for them, that it did happen, and they're still able to survive and get through, get past the Atlanta Hawks, or limp into the— They were down 3-1 to Atlanta. Right. Like, that's— They, they were down 3-1 to Atlanta, and that was arguably the best team this year. 3-1 to Atlanta. Atlanta played—Atlanta came into the playoffs hot. They won 10 of their last 11 games coming into the playoffs. They were hot. That was a hot team. So they ran into the right team— to get over the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers just pulled it together somehow. Uh, regardless of what, you know, Roy Hibbert didn't have or didn't do, uh, West and those guys pulled together uh, to make it work and get out of that series. They get into a series with the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards come and beat them at home first game of, the se- first game of that se- and, series. Yeah, and this is a matchup nightmare right. for them, yeah. for Indiana. But they Washington Wizards, there's no way they're beating this team. I, I say no way, but when you hot, you hot. They were 19 points lead in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. That lead was relinquished with a 16-2, what, 16-2 run. Uh, Roy, not Roy Hibbert. Roy did, he, he ended up with 17 points. He played well, 17 points. You can do that. Again, all I need you to do is block, get, give me three blocks, alter a few shots, uh, get me about 10 rebounds offensively, or total get me about 12 to 15 rebounds. You are seven foot two. Unless that ball is bounced way back to the three point line, I understand that. But anything around the basket in the paint, you got to be that guy. Dennis Rodman did it with such. He did it with such passion. He had a desire. That's what he wanted to do. He thought if I do this, my team wins. Roy Hibbert has to think like that. Mm-hmm. If I can rebound uh, and get some block shots, my team wins. I think Sergey Ibaka thinks like that outside of shooting three points where he had no business doing. These this is the mindset. Uh, of guys who want to be great, I think George said George said he was going to play thirty eight to forty six minutes in this game, whatever it takes. If they can go up three one, having a nineteen point lead, watching the Wizards, and you lose that at home, I don't think you go in Indiana and win. Yeah, they went on a nineteen six run in the fourth quarter to go up three with twenty one seconds left. Nineteen six run. Yeah. I mean, and that's that doesn't have. They're a young team, and um, this is Washington. But they no, wasn't. Washington. They was, yeah, but it wasn't executing. Right, because it's just when you see you're up 19, it's play to not lose instead of play to win. That's that old adage. That's you play not to lose, you play to win. That's what they lost you know? the game right there. But I mean, it's just they're like, okay, time run out. Okay, I hope the time runs out. I hope the time runs out, and then you just lose all focus, and that's when that's when runs happen from the team that's losing. Well, you know. John Wall has five turnovers in a basketball game. You can't have five turnovers in what is seven assists. You you, not, you want that's a balance that 
doesn't favor the Washington Wizards. No. I don't know if you put him at the point or put him at the two and put Bill at the point. Something got to happen. Or run the three-guard situation. We, you got a reason over there. Yep. They have – I thought there was a, the matchup when this game was good. I thought this would challenge the, the Indiana Pacers because of the matchup, because of the youth of the Washington Wizards and the, the quickness of these guys. Then you got Nene over there. They have – Martian Gortat. Yes, man. What, how you look at the Washington Wizards and say they down – 3-1. Well, I mean, and we'll see. We'll see if they have anything left in the tank, if they can go into Indiana and win. If they can go into Indiana and win, anything could happen in Game 6. And that's and that's what we're going to have to look for. I mean, Indiana's gone down 3-1 and come back and win. So, we'll see. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. But if Washington sticks it to Indiana at home, at their home, um, who knows? It could trigger everything that happened to them in the first series. And Washington could sneak out still. Washington, so, we'll see. Washington's done. Yeah, they're, I know. And, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's correct too. But you watch this lead that the Oklahoma City Thunder had on the Clippers. You watch how these guys come back. You got Oklahoma in the series, right? Oh, it bothers me so much. Russell Westbrook is if playing you're so a fan well. Fan of basketball or a fan of either one of those teams, the emotions of watching this game drive you crazy. Yeah, because all I've done is ripped Russell Westbrook. Right? <laughs> I mean, I have. Absolutely. But I can always give credit where credit is due, and the last three games. Even though he took 22 shots this time, this game, this game, they were all nothing was forced. It was all in the in the uh, the motion of the offense. And the last game where he had tripled, like he has maybe started to understand that he's number two. And they've played so well. They won game two the way he did that. They won game three in L.A. by him. Taking half the shots that Kevin Durant did, half the points, more assists. Like he's learning. It looks like he is learning on the job about how to be number two. I don't know if the MVP thing for KD did something, Mm-mm. but there's something different oh. about him, and they're playing a lot better because of it. I think but, the MVP speech did something for him. I don't know if that's what you meant. I think the MVP speech did something, but okay. I, don't, I don't think a guy like that. If you want to win a championship, yeah, you do learn how to be number two. That doesn't mean you're not a superstar, because I think. I don't see anybody in the league that can guard Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook guards himself by shooting or errant shots or shooting shots at the wrong time right. or not using the clock or not running, running through your offense because he feels like he is Superman, and he is Superman. But sometimes you got to be Clark Kent. You, Russell, have to, you have to refer to Kevin Durant, the, Kevin Durant, the MVP of the league, Kevin Durant, the scoring title leader of the league. You have to defer to him sometimes. On Friday, Oklahoma City won 118-112 in L.A. This was, this was such a pivotal game yeah. for this series because if Oklahoma City loses this, th- you, lose home, you, you, still don't, you already don't have home court advantage. They've gained it back now. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Westbrook, 37 minutes, 7 for 14 for 23 points, 13 dimes, and 8 rebounds. Kevin Durant, 14 of 24, 36 points. Okay, so that discrepancy, that 10-shot difference changes everything. It changes everything. It keeps everybody else involved, and it has a little pecking order of who's number one and who's number two. And if they can continue that, Oklahoma City can win the can win the whole thing. Let me tell you, let me tell you why this game was won. This L.A. Clippers game, and the speaking of L.A. and the Clippers, I asked um, I've asked me Kevin tell you his joke about L.A. Um, speaking of this game, this was where this game was won. Where it was 36 points off the bench from 18 from Crawford, best six man in the game, and from Darren Collison, 
another 18. Yeah, who had 10 points in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah, come on. You can't let a, be- a guy come off the bench and do that. Yeah. Well, he's a starting point guard. Yeah, well, he, Jamal Crawford is a starting shooting guard that happened to be on the bench. And you got Doc Rivers over there who let those guys play. Uh, and one of the things Doc Rivers did say with this team when they were down by so much, don't try to do anything special. Just keep playing ball. Don't don't come down there just dropping threes, popping threes, and not making them. Get into the rhythm. There's plenty of time in basketball, especially when you got time also left. There's plenty of time. Get into the rhythm of what we do best in our offense. I think Blake Griffin played huge. Blake, Blake Griffin, 25 points. We talk about uh, Chris Paul putting up 23 of those points, uh, 23 added points to that and then what they did off the bench. You want more from Barnes. Barnes have to play right. better. And this is Oklahoma City had exactly what they wanted. Two for 14 from J.J. Redick and Matt Barnes combined right. for six points. This is a game you win. If you look at the box score and you don't look at the final score, you're like, okay, Oklahoma City wins. Yeah. You know, like it's just like this is – they gave away a golden opportunity to take a 3-1 lead. And it was last year. Going home. What was it last year? Last year it was a – 2-1 lead over the Lakers, and they pulled that series out. Now they had a chance to go 3-1 and go back home and finish them off. Finish them off. They had it. This series They had now, it. Now, now if they don't go home and win, they're going to lose this series. I feel like the L.A. Clippers can go out there and get it done. Oh I think God. they can go to Oklahoma and get it done. It's so paramount to win that game. You have them on the ropes, on the road, up 22 at middleweight, midway through the third quarter, mm-hmm. you don't squander this lead. This is coaching. This is Scott Brooks. I put this on the coach solely. <laughs> I do. I do. If Doc Rivers gave the game up, if, they, if it was the same thing the other way around, I would have put it on Doc Rivers. I think the Clippers can go on the road and oh, win this, and win I this hope game. not. Because Barnes <laughs> didn't even show up. I know. And, they, and then Oklahoma had that huge lead, and Barnes didn't show up. He, or they shot two for 14, you said? Two, Matt Barnes and J.J. Redick J. J. combined. Redick, two for 14. J.J. Redick was a killer in game three. J.J. Redick is one of the starters on that team. Yeah. Two for 14, he and Matt Barnes. They were in an eight-man rotation, so they might start getting tired, which is something else to look and I out. And I think Griffin can still get his 25. I think Paul could get 15, 20. And those two, J.J. and, um, and Matt, they need to step it up. Yeah. And they win this game in Oklahoma if oh, that happens. That's heart-wrenching. Who you got tonight? Miami and Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Miami. Miami. Miami by at least 10. At least 10. Yeah, I think that all of the emotion was put into Game 3, as I alluded to earlier. Is it over for yes. uh, Portland? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw oh, That's I mean, unfortunate, too. Yeah. I mean, it's they're just not good enough. They're not... San Antonio... You to that bus, so San Antonio has, like, a 12th gear that nobody knew about. Like, this is a gear that people forgot about. They have a playoff gear that they just don't use in the Everybody regular season. Everybody they got a playoff gear. That's yeah, San but, Antonio. but they've played so well in these playoffs, it's out of control. They went to seven games with, with Dallas, too. Yeah, we, we talk about exactly. And they just blew them out of the water this series. It's you, not even fun to watch. You'll credit a lot of that to Popovich. The you have he, to give the way if, his, the way yeah, if I'm going to take credit away from coaches for blowing 22 point leads, Absolutely. then yes, you have to give coaching credit yeah. for that. Plus, their their uh, supporting cast is just so so good. They're nails. I mean, it's just they get character guys, guys that play as a team, guys that say, "Okay, listen, I could probably get more money and play more somewhere else, but I want to play for the system." Home or bar? Home. Yeah. Home. Uh, home. Home. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I'm about to go to the gym. I need to start my workout again. I need to get back right. I'm, I lost. I need to get to the gym. That's why I'm starting today. Um, I need to find me some. I'm starving. I got to find me some food. Go to get the gym, wash my truck. And that's it. <laughs> i tell you what, though. We'll do this again tomorrow. Yeah. Same time. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>
for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.